If anybody asks you, ask you where I am going, where I'm going, where I am going, or oh, someday soon. If anybody asks you. the pain and the heartaches they bring. There's comfort in knowing I'll soon be gone. As God gives me grace, I'll run this Christian race. Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Receive me in the coming of the Lord as our brothers would come. Receive me in the coming of the Lord 
I've been made the final voice in the season of the bride. I have fought the fight, I have run the race, the battle is won. With Christ in me, oh, and Christ in you. Where'd you? 
God bless you. You may have your seats. I'm probably going to have the musicians just kind of hang up here. If you want to sit by the side, you can do that. Well, we're, we're kind of closing off a weekend. We don't want to drag this out or labor this out, but we want to bring closure. And sometimes closure is giving a little room for people to share some thoughts. And we have a number of brothers that are here, and I felt it wouldn't be rightful if we didn't have them say a few words and and uh, we, we, you know, we, this has effectively been from Brother Harold's 80th birthday where we kind of had a time and a season and we had an ability to do some things and give him some honor and to now this time, I think God has allowed us to, to give a proper respect and, and honor to, to that. I was um, um, expressing to Brother Tim Pruitt about Brother Harold, and we had talked about the last time he'd ministered, and I had suggested, if I remember right, it was Mother's Day about four years ago, it was actually five years ago. So the very last service Brother Harold ministered, he came up here and he gave comments, but the last service that he ministered five years ago today was the word restored true motherhood, and that was a Mother's Day message at that time. So I talked to Brother Jeff. We're going to put that up into our archives, and you can listen to that. And uh, so on, on behalf of Brother Harold, we're going to have that up for you. So that was some time ago. Um, Brother, Brother Dwayne, I had a, a plaque in, in, in the back office. It's the one from Brother Stephen Abali. If you can bring that up here, I'll refer to that in a little while. We had a number of brothers that spoke at Brother Harold's 80th, Brother John Andes, Brother Robert Wilson, I spoke myself, Brother Tim Dodd wrote a letter, Brother Menno, you spoke, we had different ones, and, uh, and uh, so today I'm going to ask a few different brothers, I'm asking them to do the impossible, which is for a minister to limit himself to five minutes, and uh, so I have a little ringtone set up. I think I learned this from a, a, a brother. So I'll just, it's like those alarms that just go just very quietly. And then if you don't listen to them, they increase in frequency. So, so this is a test, brothers. And uh, we're, we're going to allow you to, to see if you can pass the test. And we're going to take uh, votes at the end. And whoever, um, whoever passed the test is going to get the rest of the leftovers from yesterday. So, <laughs> you're right. Brother Jerry, Brother Jerry Fury, he sat with the family yesterday. Just put it to the side, thank you. He sat with the family yesterday, but he's a minister. He's Brother Harold's son in law. I'm just going to ask him to come and say a few words. 
think I'm going to win this uh, prize here. Amen. God bless you. I'm just uh, happy that part of this weekend to be able to, uh, you know, be a part of this whole thing. Um, of course, we don't know when God wants to take somebody home. Uh, we're surprised, but he's not surprised. And I was just saying the, to Brother Ed, I just wanted to kind of made some things on the lighter side. But uh, first off, I just want to thank the uh, Sister Mary Wall and the rest of the crew that actually uh, put out that beautiful meal yesterday. And I really, we really appreciate that. Amen. <clears throat> now, Brother Harold, of course, had a, quite a legacy, um, you know, from different things. And I just want to make this kind of on the lighter side here is that, you know, of course, Brother Ed, and he knows me and I know him, we can't sing. It's not, it's not something that uh, is surprising to a lot of people. But let me say it this way, Brother Harold actually tried to teach me how to sing. This is probably going back 30 some years. Uh, Debbie, myself, and Sister Marlene, and Brother Harold were going somewhere. I think we were uh, driving to, into Saskatchewan. So he was trying to teach me to sing, hold a certain key, and so hold this. Finally, he just gave up. <laughs> he says, Your anointing is something else. Um, you can try something else, you know. Anyways, uh, the bottom line is this is that we would kind of uh, make fun of each other. I says, when we get over the other side, I'll be able to sing on tune, and you won't be in tune. And I says, God has a sense of humor. Wouldn't that be something? But we would always jive each other that way. But I just want to say that, you know, of course, uh, we, we look at, and there was a lot of tributes yesterday, and I don't want to carry on those things, but, of course, Brother Harold with Africa, uh, he influenced an entire uh, continent, and uh, of course, you can go just about anywhere in Africa, and you can say uh, Harold Hildebrand, and everybody would know because who he was and what he did in Africa. But you know, uh, of course, 80th birthday party, and you don't know when he's going to be called home. So, in, at the last there, just before we're going home, and I hugged him, and I, and, uh, and I says, "It's time for you to put your sword back in your sheath. You've run a good race." This is the race you run, and I, you don't know what words you're actually expressing when you say them, but you didn't know that in, in a few weeks' time, he wouldn't be here anymore. And friends, the thing is, he's been faithful in his run. He's run a good race, and of course, now he's in celebration uh, over in the sixth dimension, and, he, and he's uh, hugging the saints over there that's gone on. But listen, friends, we got to keep on carrying on the torch. See, it's been handed off to us. Some of the old timers are passing off the scene, and I'm, I'm not trying to put anybody in the grave here, Brother Tim. <laughs> but, uh, but the thing is, is that, you know, the torch is being passed on, and we've got to keep on carrying this word on. Because they're not made perfect without us. There's, got, there's a word that has come. <laughs> well, you've been preaching when you're 13 years old. But, you know, the torch has been passed on to us. And they cannot be made perfect without us. The very voice that is in you, God's voice, the final voice of the final age is in you to call forth that resurrection. Amen. That's all I have to say. God bless you.
Well, all I can say is you can take this one of two ways. Brother Harold never tried to teach me to sing. So either he knew I was better off than Jerry was, or he said there's not even a hope for Ed. So Brother Menno would just get up there and he would preach and then he would just drift into a song and some of us brothers were sitting there. That's just not fair. That's not fair, like that, that God would gift somebody with that. And we were a bit envious and said, don't let the spirit of envy get on you. So, well, the Bible said, desire the best gifts. <laughs> Brother Menno, you were endowed with that. Uh, Brother Timothy, uh, our church has never had to hear you preach, but you'll be coming in the summer. And uh, so we need to introduce you to the church here. Why don't Brother Timothy preach for Brother Jerry Fury this morning? And they started their service at 5 and he preached this afternoon, and now he's here. So I'm only inviting him, assuming he's worn out and he can't speak much more. <laughs> so you, <laughs> come on up, Brother Timothy. <laughs> Amen. God bless you tonight, saints. Always good to be in the house of the Lord. And wasn't really prepared to do this, but, uh, you know, I always want to take an opportunity to give honor to a general and i um, really thankful for Brother Harold and his life, and he had a great influence on me as a young man. I don't, many of you may not know, but my first time overseas uh, was with him and my father to uh, Kenya and to Uganda. I think I was 17, yeah, right at 17 years old, and, and uh, you know, uh, it changed me. I, uh, you know, as a 17-year-old teenager, uh, from uh, the United States, you know, you may be probably on your second car and, you know, you've had, had a really, really good life in those, in those aspects and, you know, you begin to realize really how good you've got it and, uh, you know, you begin to see that um, you come to a meeting, there's 600 to 1,000 people there and one car and you drove up in it and a few bicycles and people that walk for even hearing a pregnant woman walking 70 miles to be in the house of the Lord and not to sit even on the nice benches that you have. And I know you probably complain about those benches, but they're better than what's over there. <laughs> Amen. And, you know, uh, I thought it was amazing. It just, it just changed my perspective forever. And uh, to see Brother Harold operate and to see him operate with uh, kindness, but yet sternness and, and great wisdom. And uh, you just saw a real... Uh, man of God in action, and it, it made a quite an impact on my life. And you know, as you're talking about gifts, uh, many people are dif gifted different ways, and God knows who to give His gifts to. My brother-in-law, this will help you. My brother-in-law told me many years ago he's, he's he can't sing as well, and and uh, he you know does better than Brother Jerry, but he can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> But he said, God knows who to give his gifts to. He said, because if God had gave me the gift, he said, I would get up and I would get ready for my special and I'd grab the microphone and I would say these words, y'all prepare to be blessed. <laughs> amen. But God knows who to give his gifts to. And, amen. And um, uh, God gave a great gift to Brother Harold, but he didn't use it that way. He was a humble man. Uh, I remember... Maybe I should tell this, maybe I shouldn't, but uh, I remember us being together. Most of the time, me and Dad was in a hotel room, and he was in another, but there happened to be this one instance where we had to be in the same room together, 
And that was quite an interesting situation. Uh, I didn't realize, you know, as a young boy, didn't, didn't realize Brother Harold had false teeth. I had no clue. And then the lights went off, and we're laying there, and somebody says something. I thought, dear God, who's in our room? <laughs> oh, my. But uh, Brother Harold had a wonderful impact on my life, not only in Africa and those, that trip, but also coming to our church and his ministry was a great blessing to us. And, and I'm very thankful for his life. And, you know, and if I had a, had a scripture that I would like to, to read, it would be this. Wherefore, seeing we're also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. And let us, and then the sin which so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. He run his race, but now it's our turn to finish. Look into the, unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. He who started the work in Brother Harold, he finished the work. And he who started the work in us, he will finish it as well. God bless you today. If you've had a chance on our website, we have a page for condolences and memories. And if you have an opportunity at some point to, to go through them, there's, last I looked, there was over 100 posts on there. We've also had numerous emails uh, over the last years. Brother Mark, do you have that clip, that map that we had this morning? If you could just get that ready. I, I was sharing some of you were not here this morning and, and some, some were, but uh, in terms of a, a realm or a sphere of influence, we had um, over a thousand uh, places that were connected streaming to the memorial yesterday. And uh, in, in that there was 32 countries represented. Some of those streaming sites held for over, uh, in one case we heard over 800 people. We're, we're, we're streaming into that. So there's a tremendous influence. Do you, whenever you have that, Brother Mark, just raise your hand and let me know. Uh, one of the comments, and a, and a brother who was very involved in missionary work and meetings in North Carolina was Brother Joe Green. He has an annual missionary meeting, very supportive. And uh, he had heard the passing of Brother Harold, and he says this, we hold special memories of Brother Harold over the years. He spoke our missionary camp meetings a number of times and, and was always used by God to bring powerful and inspiring messages to uplift and strengthen the bride. We also enjoyed a few times with him when he wasn't under the pressure of ministry and enjoyed those special times together. And then it was in, 19, in 2019, Brother Harold and Sister Leanne, they traveled to the missionary meeting unannounced. He said it was a blessing to have them there. He was a special friend and brother in the Lord. He came also in 2007 when our pastor, Brother Dan, Dan Daisley, went to be with the Lord, and it meant so much to him as they were buddies. So that's from Brother Joe Green. Brother Mark, if you just put that up. So this is uh, all the people that were connected, all the places in uh, Canada. There's a cluster up in Western Canada. There's all through the United States on the Eastern seaboard. Down into South America, there was many sites in Europe, sites through Africa, right into India and the Philippines. And you talk about a message that is spreading around the world. 
when the influence of one minister in that message reverberates through that. And I would ask you all at this time to think about where are we at in the message? Where are we at and where are we going? And I think we all have to recognize it's not just going to be Brother Branham. It's not going to be a few select ministers, but it's going to be a people that are going to move forward. You can turn the lights back on. So I, I want you to consider that as we begin to move forward and we look and we reflect. We have brothers that are passing on and we know the veil is there, but there's still we who have a race to run. Amen. There's a cluster of churches in Western Canada here, and I thought it'd be fitting if we would start from the east and work to the west. So Brother Dan Fair is here from Manitoba. He's here with his wife. And Brother Dan, if you would come at this time and you want to share a few words with us, we'd appreciate that. Brother Dan has also gone and done some missionary work, and uh, he's related to some people here. And so you can choose to say you're related to them or not. Yeah. Praise the Lord. God bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Privilege and honor to be here and to be with my Aunt Mary and my Uncle Jake. And uh, we're uh, just uh, good to see you all and uh, be here. And, uh, you know, Brother Harold, uh, the first time I, I met him, my parents got baptized and we didn't think there was no believers in all of Canada. So I, my dad said, he thought he heard there was a biscuit in Vancouver. So I, tr I was trucking and I went to Vancouver and I figured I'm going to phone all the biscuits in, in Vancouver and if I find, find out if there's one more that believes has heard of William Branham. And so I did. And I, I got a hold of Sister Ruth and she said, I said, you don't know me and I don't know you. And I, have you ever heard of William Branham? She said, yes, brother. And I said, well, I thought we were the only ones in all of Canada because my mom and dad went to Jefferson to get baptized because we didn't think there was nobody else in Canada. She said, oh, brother, if, if you're going up to Edmonton, there's another a big church up there, Brother Harold Hellebrand. So I got his phone number. I came up here and I said, you don't know me and I don't know you. And uh, I just heard that there's a William Branham and I heard that you know about him too. And he said, oh, brother, yeah, we do. And he told me all about it. And he gave me a list of six or seven phone numbers. He said, if you're going back to Manitoba, go through Saskatoon. There's 300 people there. And, and there's this brother and this brother. And he's a masonry and he's a construction. And this brother makes Brother Branham's tapes. And he has six daughters. So I put a little extra beside that one and, and I got to I got to Saskatoon and I called uh, brother Bill and I said I want to get some tapes you know <laughs> and uh, he, he picked me up took me to his house and I found out he had six daughters but one very special one so I married her and took her back to Manitoba and uh, after, after that brother Harold came a few times to Manitoba when our church was just starting and he encouraged us and I want to say he's an inspiration to me he's uh, he gives me even being here and hearing his work gives me a little charge to keep on going a little harder and go a little deeper and, and work a little faster and, you know, the time is up. And, and so uh, it's just a privilege to be here. And, you know, the other day something happened to me that uh, I've been, you know, traveled in Japan and Mongolia and many different places around the world. I fly airplanes, I run excavators, I, I drive trucks and stuff like that. But one thing I've never had in my life was a, a vehicle with remote start. And so after minus 30 temperatures, always going outside, I thought if I could ever get, so finally I said, you know what, I'm 64 years old, go for broke, get it installed. So I phoned the dealer, I said, I want to get remote start put into my truck. 
And he said, okay, well, we could do that. Well, did you look at, look at the manual? Does it have it? I said, I don't know. The truck doesn't have a manual. Well, what kind of truck is it? Well, it's a 2012 Ford Raptor. And he looked and looked and looked, and he said, finally, he said, what? What is the serial number? So I said, AGBHD27, and I gave him the whole serial number. And you know, brother, he said, there's only one serial number like that in all of North America. And you know, every one of us has a gene that comes from God. You've got a number, you've got a DNA, something comes from God. And he's got it recorded in his book somewhere. Amen. So they looked it up and they looked it up and they said, my, my dear friend, I got some good news for you. Your truck already has remote start. I, I said, what? I said, I've been running it for three years and I didn't even know it had the remote start. I said, I pressed all those buttons, it didn't do nothing. And then they checked a little bit, they said, well, it had been an accident, and, 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 and the codes haven't been reset, and once your codes are reset, it'll work fine. And then, uh, man, they reset the codes for 100 bucks, and I went home, and man, even when the truck was parked, I started it, I shut it off, I started it, I shut it off. I, I was so happy within myself. But you know, the Lord taught me a good lesson, because the truck had it all along, but I didn't know it. Because of an accident, something had been jarred, something needed to be put back into place for that truck and I to recognize the sense, that signal, you know, and I thought, you know, I come from God, I belong to God, I am a gene of God, and I can trace my genealogy right back to him, and he can look into the book and says, he that heareth my word, believeth on that word, that has passed from death unto life, and somehow I said, I have got a connection with him, I am in that book. I have eternal life, I have joy, I have peace, I have love. Not I'm going to have it, you're going to get it installed. You already have it, but I didn't know it. And once those problems were solved, I pressed the button and it just sits there and roars so nicely. So I just want to encourage you, you come from God. You've got a DNA that you can trace all the way back to God. And once you heard that word, you heard the word preached, you heard an invisible union of the bride and Christ the mystery of God revealed and you started, something started activating inside of you and you realized that I don't have to wait till the other side for eternal life. I have it right now. I have joy now. I have healing now. I have deliverance now. I have peace now. Everything I have right now. Amen. So I pray that, that God will activate that something inside of you to let you know. And when you have a problem down the road, just remember, you, you already have it. It's inside of you. You just need to get, maybe so confess some sins, get some things out of the way, and that button will work perfect. God bless you. Okay, on a words per minute, <laughs> I'm going to vote that we give Brother Dan the prize. <laughs> oh, wonderful, wonderful. Listen, let's, let's sing a song. I am blessed, I am blessed. Every day that I live, I am blessed.
If we can play that first clip from Brother Barry Coffey. Brother Barry Coffey was here yesterday. Well, he came in actually Thursday. He was with us um, through Friday, and then he had to leave um, in the middle of the service. And uh, he came in the back office, and he just had to inform Brother Tim Pruitt. And he said, Brother Tim, if you're ministering and you see me leaving, I don't want you to take offense. But i got to catch a flight and so uh, he, he briefed us, and so I asked him, I said, can you record a little clip? So he sent me two clips, and he tried to circumvent the five-minute rule because one was 14 minutes long, and I said, no, 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 that doesn't work. <laughs> We're going to play one of them. Uh, maybe at some other time we'll play the other one. Let's just listen to this. I'm sorry I'm not able to be with you in the assembly this evening, but... I thought I would uh, try to record and send along a couple of uh, experiences that I had with Brother Harold. And um, as many of you would say the same thing, that if you knew Brother Harold, you always had memories. If you traveled with Brother Harold, you had stories. And um, I remember one time we were traveling in Poland and we were driving uh, into Warsaw and it was Sunday evening and there was lots of traffic. This would have been in the 1990s, uh, I'm thinking 1996, 1997, somewhere around there. And uh, Brother Harold and I were sitting in the back seat with a little boy. And Daniel and Roman Mazur were sitting in the front seat. Daniel was our translator and Roman was our driver. And uh, as we were driving along, this little boy started into a story and he just told every detail of this story in Polish. And uh, Brother Harold and I just looked at him and we were listening and he went on and on and on and on about these, the details of this story in Poland. We never understood a word he said. And finally, uh, Brother Harold uh, just took advantage of that pause in the boy's story and he just looked at him and said, that's easy for you to say. And right then at that moment, um, there was a car ahead of us that was um, traveling through this, it was like a f um, traffic circle. And um, it was uh, a small vehicle and it had a husband and wife, a little baby in a car seat and an old grandmother. And um, just as we were, we were laughing and joking with, you know, with this little boy and he said, you know, that's easy for you to, easy for you to say. And just then a car came through that traffic circle and hit that car in front of us, T-boned it. And um, just, put that car into a roll and um, it, it it flipped three or four times and stopped in the middle of the road on its roof and there was diesel coming out of it and fluids coming out of it and, and there were people screaming inside the car people stopped their cars everywhere because it looked like this was going to be a terrible accident and before I could get my seatbelt undone, Brother Harold was out of the car with Roman Mazur and they were over at that car, and both of them were rocking the car back and forth, rocking it, trying to get it back up on its wheels, because it was sitting on its roof now. And uh, they were they were going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and the people inside the car were screaming, and, um, and finally they rocked it enough that they got it onto its side, and then they, a couple of more people came along, a couple of more men came along, and they rocked it and uh, got the car back up on its wheels again. And then the next thing I, I noticed, I looked around, and here's Brother Harold inside the car, 
and uh, he's helping to uh, get that baby out because it's still t uh, tied into its car seat. And uh, he's trying to get that baby out, and he does. But there's glass everywhere, inside the vehicle, outside the vehicle. Miraculously, nobody was hurt, and uh, hurt badly. Uh, there was some minor cuts and bruises and so forth. But, you know, with Brother Harold, um, it, it could happen so fast. It was just amazing how, how quickly he would react uh, in, in a situation like that and go from, you know, laughing and joking and then over here, you know, flipping a car over on its wheels again. And um, I just still have that picture in my mind of him uh, rolling that car back, and it was uh, just just uh, really exceptional. But by God's grace, everything was was just fine. <laughs> Brother Barry has had more comments. We are actually having trouble getting it downloaded. So, if we do at an appropriate time, we'll we'll play it. Brother Barry, uh, I was out for coffee with him on Friday. And he was sharing to me, he was at a, at a minister's meeting, and um, they were talking about what does it take to make a successful missionary. And Brother Harold was there, and, and Brother Barry just felt inclined. He said, I'll, I'll have Brother Harold just come and answer that question. And Brother Barry said, I, I thought in my mind, well, you know, you're going to have a program, you'll organize funds, you'll do this, you'll, you'll get all of this and you'll all of this. And he asked Brother Harold, and so Brother Harold, could you just share with us? And so he said, the answer that Brother Harold gave him changed his approach to missionary work forever. And Brother Harold, and those of you who know him, he said, well, he said, if you're going to go overseas to do mission work, and you feel like you're up there, and they're down there, stay home. He said, until you recognize you're on the same level, then you can go. And that embodied much of what Brother Harold's approach was. I, I traveled with him on a number of trips, and uh, he loved the people. He loved the people of Africa. And uh, wherever he went, not just Africa, he was in other places, other countries. Um, so we, we thank God for that. Brother Paul, I'm going to ask you just in a moment to come, so if you'll make yourself ready. Um, we had a number of quotes from other countries. I, I want to just give thanks to Brother um, Mark Seratin. Brother Mark uh, is invaluable. I send him these video clips. Uh, he, he, he's ahead of the game all the time, and Brother Mark is just a true servant, and I, I just want to give appreciation to Brother Mark. <clears throat> what you don't know about Brother Mark, over the last few years, he's tried to, Brother Mark and Sister Hanifah have tried to go over to Trinidad to go back home. And um, because of COVID, they've had to cancel their trip a number of times. Even a job at the airport doesn't allow you to, to get in. And uh, he's actually had to cancel it six times. And this last Monday, he was scheduled to leave on the seventh attempt. And Brother Harold passed away. And Brother Mark said, no, I'm staying here. And he's going to go this next week on, on Wednesday. And we pray that God bless him. So... Seven times, but now you've entered the eighth day, and you're going to be okay. <laughs> so, I have a comment I just want to read. There's a, a brother and sister also from the western or from the Caribbean area, from Antigua. Many of you know him, Brother Paget and Sister Jacinta Graham. They said, Brother Harold was a precious brother and friend to us here in Antigua. Brother Harold and Brother Don Bablitz were great missionary pioneers, responsible 
responsible for bringing the truth of the message to the Caribbean and Antigua. We will forever be grateful for his service, sacrifice, and obedience to God in spreading the gospel. Brother Paul Dirksen is here. Brother Paul also had some opportunity while he was traveling overseas to meet Brother Harold, but I've uh, asked him to come and say a few words. Brother Paul is from Weldon, Saskatchewan. God bless you, Brother Paul. Thank you for coming. God bless you. When Brother Ed asked me, there was no mention of five minutes. (laughs) I think this is breach of contract or something. And I'm really not interested in the prize, and you've given it away, so I'm not too worried about the five minutes, so I'm happy. Well, I want to speak just a little bit, not as fast as Brother Dan. Uh, I can't think that fast. But um, I want to speak from my heart. Um, Where, I guess, rubber meets the road. Everyday life as, as a believer. And I'm looking back and I see things in my life with involving Brother Harold that didn't, didn't know him well, didn't have many uh, frequent contacts. But looking back, I can realize and, 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 and recognize some of the effects that it had that now I'm seeing the fruits of. And that was a blessing to me. You know, man has a tendency of uh, making circles. And... Uh, I'm sure probably we all do that to some extent. I know I've certainly been guilty of that. But um, I came across a quote here that I wanted to share. I was studying for a service here a few weeks ago, and I'm thinking about our camp coming up here in, in the uh, summer. And the Lord put this quote in my heart, and, and I put it down for the message, and I put it down for my collection of quotes for the, for the camp. And I went to my phone, and somebody had emailed me, or texted me earlier in the day this same quote. I didn't realize it was there. And it just, I thought, there was a confirmation. There's something here. But Brother Bram says, We always fence ourselves off and make cults and clans. But God wants us to tear down them barriers like you all are doing around here now. Bringing the whole body of the Lord Jesus in fellowship around the sacrifice, the Lord Jesus. Why, my, you talk about spiritual gifts in the church. Just keep that fellowship up and watch what happens. It'll pour down automatically. If you get the thing running right, it'll run and God will add to it. But you've got to get on the right road first. And you're on the right road now when you go to breaking the denominational barriers down, putting your arms around one another and say, we're brethren. Then you're on your road back. You're on your road to the original. And I wanted to say that, you know, we had circles of fellowship, different things. And uh, Brother, Bra- uh, Brother Harold might not have been in our normal circles of fellowship back a number of years ago, but every now and then we'd come across his um, opportunity to, to be here or fellowship a little bit. And I always admired, he was just, there was such a warmth and a genuine love there that, that I appreciated. And it, it spoke to me, and I didn't recognize then maybe what it was already planting some seeds. But uh, we had a camp one year, and, and this was before I started pastoring, and Brother Dave Cook uh, invited Brother Harold to speak, and it shocked a lot of people because he was not part of our circle. And I think it shocked Brother Harold too from from what he said later. He says he just kind of took him by surprise. That was the highlight message for me for that whole whole camp. And I got to thinking, you know, why is it that we have these circles? And here's here's someone that we would have kind of just had at arm's length, 
And yet God used him and blessed us so genuinely and richly. And so these things start to, you start to, to think and meditate on those things and, and so forth. And uh, I really enjoyed the times I had with Brother Harold. Well, I wanted to set a background for this little story that I wanted to tell. Um, I've been to Africa, I think, looking it up about nine times. Not the same as his Brother Harold and them. But this one time I went to Mozambique for a three-week trip. And we were distributing uh, message materials way back up into some of the uh, far reaches of the northeastern uh, part of the country. And uh, this, this day we went to uh, as remote a place as I've ever been. We went down, with, we had, a, we had a, a Land Rover with a, with a rugged trailer behind us to haul the stuff. And we went down this, this, dirt, or this gravel road that turned to a dirt road that turned to a mud road that turned to just two tracks that turned into a single track. And then we were just driving through the trees, and we finally came out, and we went past places where it was so primitive, they weren't even wearing fully clothed. I mean, it was just, it was primitive. We came back, <clears throat> came back there, and here's this little clearing and a settlement, and there's some message believers back there, and they had a church. And I thought, my goodness. And so we, we, we did our work there, and we came back up, and we got stuck that night on the, the banks of the river Zambezi, which is a huge river there that goes through Mozambique. And uh, had about a 10-mile bridge one way going across the river. Had lots of islands that, that went in the river there, and that's why it was so long. But, so they had to have it monitored to both ends because you could only have traffic this way for an hour, and then they'd open up traffic this way for an hour. And we missed the last go. So we were sleeping in our vehicle there on the banks of the Zambezi. And for this, for this white guy from the cities or from Canada... Um, that was some pretty rough times. But everywhere I went, and on the different trips I've gone, I would hear Brother Don Bablitz and Brother Harold Hildebrand's names mentioned. And I realized how much of an effect and an influence they had. And so we would come in, and there was churches and believers all over, and I knew that they had played a part in uh, going before and, and planting the seeds and watering and so forth. And it really stirred me. I thought, my goodness. And here I am, 400 miles from Brother Harold, and I very seldom get a chance to fellowship with him. So we got back to Malawi because we'd gone from Zimbabwe up through one arm of Mozambique up into Malawi and then down into Mozambique for our trip. We came back to Malawi, and uh, Brother Dixon said, well, just by the way, he says, we have a guest minister tonight. It's Brother Harold Hildebrandt. You got to be kidding me. In the middle of Africa. And now we get a chance to have some fellowship and our paths crossed. And I thought, isn't this amazing? Here we are 400 miles apart and we hardly ever get a chance to fellowship. And I always enjoyed it when I did. And so God blessed us there and we had that opportunity. And uh, I, I'll never forget it. That's my memory of Brother Harold. Well, a week later, I'm getting ready to fly out of Joburg. And there's Brother Harold with Brother Joe Daniels waiting for their plane. So we had one more time of fellowship. And I thought of all the times, you know, to, to, or places to be and to have that opportunity to fellowship with him. But now that I'm coming up with the camp here again this year, there's a burden on my heart as I started off with that quote. I believe we're coming to the time where all the differences... We need to set aside, break aside all those barriers. Brother Bram talks about how that Jesus Christ was the peacemaker. 
And he created peace. He gave us peace by breaking down the middle walls of partition. And he says, now we are to break down those middle barriers, those middle walls. And I want to do my part. And I appreciate Brother Harold's example because I, I believe that there were seeds planted there that um, uh, have come to, to uh, fruition. And I, I look back, and maybe sometimes we don't even realize what has been working in our past. But God is doing it, and he's going to have a bride. I wanted to just read one scripture, and I'll close. If I have those two minutes that Brother Jerry didn't use, or no, okay. <laughs> Although Brother Dan might have used them up already, I'm not sure. Um, from Ephesians chapter 4. This has meant so much to me. I'm going to start with verse 1. He says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. We're all called. Might not be a minister, might not be a Sunday school teacher, might not, might not be able to sing. But we all have a vocation, something, a purpose that God has called us for. With all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing, having patience one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And I want to just leave that thought with you. We have a unity. It's in the Spirit because we've been born of the same Spirit. Our family, we've got all kinds of different age of our children and at different stages in their life, but they were always of the same family and there was a unity there. And we try too often, I think, to try to build a unity of the faith, which is coming. But we have a unity of the spirit. And our calling is to endeavor to maintain that unity of the spirit that he has given us. Amen. So I appreciate the, the part that Brother Harold played in helping me to see some of this. And I just am privileged to be here tonight. God bless. Thank you, Brother Paul. We've always appreciated the fellowship we've had over the years, and Brother Paul has come and been a blessing to this church also, and we're thankful for it. And Brother Paul has, a, has an associate that is with him here, Brother Brent Gransky. I'm not going to ask you to come at this time, because Brother Brent is actually preaching our graduation at the end of May, and uh, Brother Harold had invited Brother Brent and uh, one of the graduates this year is Brother Joel Hildebrandt. And so you're going to be able to preach for that. So let's keep our Brother Brent in prayer. He probably wouldn't have wanted me to say all of that and put the pressure on him. But we just want to say we welcome the fellowship that we can have with brethren. And I believe we're, we're coming closer and closer. And as we come closer and closer, it's going to bring the people of God together. Amen. One of... The quotations uh, in, in the book, or in the condolences book, was from Brother Brian Erickson. Brother Brian Erickson, just to back up what you were saying, Brother Paul, Brian uh, is the son of Ray Erickson, the song leader. Brother Mark, could you get ready to play that little clip from him, if you wouldn't mind? And I'll, I'll play this in a moment. But he shared an example, and he said, he, he'll, he'll relate this in the clip right away. He'll relate the effect Brother Harold had on him. But he, he said this. He said, uh, afterwards, they were together with a number of brethren, and the ministers were talking, and they were talking about a particular brother. And they said, you know, that, that brother is just shallow. He's, he's not really, and maybe just downplaying it. And 
He said they were there and he watched and Brother Harold just said, you know, you brothers may think he's shallow, but that man has brought more people to Christ than many other ministers I know. And Brother Brian, he said, that always had an effect on me. And I say Brother Harold was gracious that way. And we thank God for that example. Can you play this little clip? This is from Brother Brian Erickson. Uh, just a few weeks ago before Brother Harold passed. Thank you for those specials, all of them this morning. Can you say glory to his name? Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your name, Lord. Let's be prepared to change the order of the service. Maybe we all stand together, go to the word. I just wanted to say a couple of comments uh, about Brother Harold Hildebrandt, the pastor there in Edmonton. Uh, he's a Holds a real connection in my heart in 1983 at a youth camp 38 years ago. I know a lot of you weren't around then, but we did have youth camps then too. Amen, West Milton, 1983, he was ministering a sermon there. Yes, how many were there? I know Brother Jim, he's not here this morning, right? We were talking about this Thursday, but. Uh, Brother Jim did remind me of the title of the sermon, because I wouldn't remember, but what will your testimony be in the millennium? After the service was over, he had his daughters come up, and he grabbed his guitar and started singing, and he would tell Brother Jim at a later date it was the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit, spontaneous outpouring he'd seen up to that point. But uh, I have written in the flyleaf of my Bible that that's the day God filled me with the Holy Ghost. So i just uh, thankful for... Praise the Lord. Blessed be your holy name. As we've been hearing the preaching, that's just the beginning, right? When you, but it's, it's been a travel, it's been a journey, but God's been faithful. His grace has carried us through, and I want to thank Brother Harold for his years of service to the Lord. I know his body is uh, not in the best of health right now, so keep him in prayer. And uh, we just love and appreciate our brother and also his associate minister, Brother Ed Hammermeister, who happens to be my sister-in-law's cousin, Esther, so we have some connections from the Edmonton Church. So as we join our hearts together for the service, let's just sing that uh, chorus, have faith in God, have faith in God for the answer as Brother Erickson comes to minister this morning. Amen. Let's just tune into the Word, tune everything else out. Amen. I just wanted to play that. It was in similar youth meetings. I, I've spoke to a number of brothers that are ministering brothers now, but Brother Sievert, I think is he in Ohio, is that right? He had youth meetings and uh, the youth meetings, we just had Daniel Andes here about a couple months ago. Brother Ed, Daniel Andes refers to those meetings as meetings for which God first spoke to him and sparked him. There's another brother, Paul LaFontaine, he's another one of those brothers with the gift of preaching and singing. I just, I don't know why that happens. I think something got misplaced here, something. But Brother Paul speaks and he said, when I first obeyed the call to preach 35 years ago, and he refers to a time Brother Harold had spoke, Brother Harold gave me my first invitation outside of my home church. Boy, was I excited. I felt so honored and frankly thinking I hit the big time with someone like Brother Harold asking me. You see, when I was 16 years old, I received my new birth while Her Brother Harold was preaching a youth camp in Ohio. The Holy Ghost filled me that night and I was never the same again. 
Then his ministry, life, and strong stand for the message impacted me for many years after. In the past two years, I've lost my dad. I've lost Brother Royal Soriano, Brother Harold, several other friends and mighty men of the faith. It's hard, but I can never lose what Christ did through them in my life. And the fellowship with them will pick up again at the resurrection morning. Amen. Can we play that little clip from the La Fontaines that they, Brother Paul texted me and they said that the church did a little clip and uh, Sister Loretta, who was Brother John LaFontaine's wife, says a few words, Brother Paul spoke. And we played this briefly yesterday at the, at the Fellowship Hall, but I know many of you are doing what we do at Fellowship Hall, that's fellowship. So I just want to play that now, Brother Paul really wanted to be here, but he, he couldn't, and so he sent this instead. I'd like to say to the Hellebrand family that your mother and father has been a great friend to us through the years, and a great, great blessing to my family, all of us, and I send my blessings to you, and my comfort to you, and God's comfort to you. Bless you all, and we're going to have a great reunion day, just any day now. So I want to sing this song for you. Oh, but we have a blessing. 
Amen. I, if we wouldn't have been living in an internet streaming age and enduring post-COVID, I think we would have seen many, many more people make it out to the memorial service. Uh, is Brother Eugene here? Is he, he's, not, he's not here. I don't see him. I guess he's here. Okay. Brother Zig, I'm going to give you your next. Just give me a moment to read something, and I'm going to ask you to come. Brother Darren Boyer also couldn't make it, and Brother Stephen Dodd, they wanted to come. Brother Stephen was gracious, and he allowed his wife to come. But uh, I want to just share this from Brother Darren. He said, Brother Harold was memorable. I still catch myself sometimes when ministering, trying to say a point the way he would. Many of the younger believers in our assembly never heard him speak, so I sometimes console myself that maybe people won't notice that I'm trying to sound like Brother Harold. <laughs> he brought something to my attention here that hasn't been mentioned all weekend. And he said, being around him and his sense of humor was also something I'll never forget. I have probably seen him do the bent fork trick 10 times. <laughs> do, has anybody ever seen it? You've seen it, Brother Jerry. Okay, you've all seen it. You've all traveled with him. Um, I can't do it either, so I, I can't, I'm not going to list all the things I can't do. So they, he says, but I still look at those memories with a smile. The Bible said, love seeks not her own, would be a very fitting description of how Brother Harold supported the work in our city over these last 30 years. Amen. We appreciate that's from Brother Darren Boyer in Grand Prairie. Brother Zig, can you come up, please? Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Lord has been really good to us. Amen. You know, heaven sounds closer to us than ever before. As we get older, you know, heaven becomes more important to us. And I'm so glad tonight that I'm one of them. Aren't you glad? Hallelujah. I'm one of them. Hallelujah. Praise. Can you say hallelujah with me? Amen. If I hear an amen or hallelujah, I feel better. Amen. You know, I don't think I'm going to keep the five minutes. <laughs> uh, you see, I, I live by example. Brother Ed has to show me first how to do those five minutes. <laughs> amen. And then, you know, I'll follow him. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Praise God. But you know, before I want to, I want to read, share a scripture. I don't have any funny jokes or any funny experiences with Brother Harold, but I, I know Brother Harold since 1973, 72, 73. So I'm one of the, uh, the pioneers in the work of the Lord Jesus Christ in the city. I know Brother uh, Menno knows him from childhood, going to school together, but I know him here in the city. Uh, how the Lord has moved. How, you know, the Lord really has done a great work in his life. You know, when, when I, I saw the beginning when his ministry, when he started, amen, he, isn't, he uh, you know, he, he came along really a long way, just like, like I myself. You know, I could hardly stand before people and speak. But you know something, I'll tell you, Brother Harold, 
was a great man. I believe that with all my heart because Christ Jesus was living in him. That's, the, that's why he was a great man. Amen. <clears throat> but before I uh, read uh, the scripture that I want to share with you tonight, I, I want to uh, express my thanks to Brother Ed uh, for allowing me to give my console, uh, condolences to the family, Sister Leanne and the family, the Hillebrand family, and the entire family. Amen. May the Lord Jesus Christ just bless you and this church richly. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Now, the way I look at it myself is Christianity. We, we're, we're Christians, and I believe we're Christians, and we should never be separated. I, I, I appreciate that, Brother Paul, what you said. We are one in Christ. Now, we got to preach the, the doctrines of Jesus Christ. we got to preach the message of the hour. Then we have unity. Now, if we don't preach the, preach the message of the hour, there can't be unity, because unity is around the Word of God. Can you say amen? But when brothers preach this message, we got to stand behind them. doesn't matter what the personality is like, whether you're big or small. we got to stand behind the, the Lord Jesus Christ and the message that he's brought to us. And we appreciate the, appreciate the message of the prophet. Praise God. So I believe that Christianity is an ongoing relay race. That's all I looked at when Brother Ed was asking me to say a few words. And he says, yeah, keep yourself for, at five minutes. You know, I'll have a, bing, you know, a little bell here. I thought, oh my goodness, how can I do this? But you know, brother and sister, this life is a really race. Amen. Until the race is won. I believe brother Harold has won the race. He's already gone beyond the curtain of time. And, uh, but we're still running. Amen. We're still in a battle. And it's not a joke. It's not funny. It's serious business. Can you say amen? It's life and death. It's life and death to me. It's no, not a joke to me. It's life or death. And that's why I say, let us run. Let us run the race. Like we heard in that song there, in the, you know, the, the, the believers there in, uh, I, I think, Tennessee were singing, let us run this race. And we hear Brother, uh, Brother Biscoll speaking in the background, let us run this race. Amen. Amen. There is a prize to win. And that prize is eternal life. Amen. It's serious business. If you don't have the Holy Spirit in your life, you just won't make it. You can sing, I'm a bride, a member of the bride, all you want. But if you don't have the Holy Spirit in your heart and life manifested in your life, you're not there. Amen. I believe, Brother Harold, finished the race, and I believe he ran well. Amen. And he can say now with the apostle, let me just read it with the apostle. 2 Timothy 4.8, it says, Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Hallelujah. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? Which the Lord, the righteous judge. The Lord judges everyone. Everyone's ministry is judged by the Lord. Hallelujah. Shall give me at, at that day... And not, not to me only, that's where I get to rejoice. Not to me only, Paul says, but unto all them. All them that love, have a passion, a desire for his appearing. Hallelujah. Praise God. I believe he has appeared. He's coming. He's appeared already. Can you say amen? That's why we can say we have a passion, a love. For this message that we believe in. Praise God. I believe that we're a, a member of the bride. I believe the bride is one 
in motive and one in desire. Can you say amen? One in motive and desire, and that is to see our Lord Jesus. Even when Brother Brand was beyond the curtain of time, what was his desire? I want to see Jesus. And that ought to be in every one of our hearts. Praise God. He is the important one. Is he not? Oh, we love men of God that run the race well. But Jesus Christ is the important one. Praise God. We are not divided. We're not divided as a sister church, as sister churches. And I would say around the world. Not only in the city, but around the world. Edmonton is no different. Amen. Praise God. And let me add, it's not about personality. So we, we appreciate our brother. And at funeral times, you, you know, we want to bring out all these different things. But it's not around a personality. It's around Jesus Christ. It's about election. Are we not elected? Are we not foreknown before the foundation of the world? Every one of us. Every one of us is important. Praise his wonderful name. It's not about who is the greatest like the disciples, you know. Said, I want to sit beside you, Jesus, on the left or the right. It's about Lord Jesus. We all are the bride that came forth from your body, of the, the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's where we came from. We were birthed from that body. Amen. Are we not by one spirit baptized into that one body? Amen. We're one in Christ. Amen. Sealed. Amen. Sealed unto the day of our redemption. Praise the Lord. The devil is sealed out. Is he sealed out? If he's sealed out, Christ is sealed in. Praise the Lord. Now this is the scripture I wanted to refer to. Hebrews 6, 19. We have an anchor. We have an anchor of the soul. Praise God. Not in the flesh. No, in the soul. Both sure and steadfast. Hallelujah. An anchor that is sure and steadfast. We need that anchor. Hallelujah. In this day that we're living in, perilous times will come. And are here. We need that anchor. And of course, Christ is the anchor. The word made manifest. Where? In our daily life. Not just in church. In our daily life. Now, if at any time we need an anchor, brother brother and sister, and the soul is right now that we're living in. And uh, Jenny Wilson wrote this song. That many are so, uh, it's such a blessing to many. Time is filled with swift transition. Not of earth, unmoved, can stand. Build your hopes on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. That's what we want to do. Hold to him. Amen. We're going to go through troublesome times. You're going to have some tests, but hold on to God's unchanging hand. Hallelujah. Now we heard the older generation is just passing by. It means the gospel, the ton. 
will be passed on to a younger generation. I'm one of the older ones, I realize that, but I'm still pressing on. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. We got to know when the Lord says, oh, in fact, a ministry, Brother Meno, ends when you die. You may lay down, you know, it might retire. But I tell you what, a ministry continues on. Praise God. We're ministers to the end. Amen. Almost like the Pope. Amen. They just <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, he dies. He doesn't give up unless uh, this last one did. <laughs> but let me say this. I guess I said something funny. <laughs> I'm not here to say funny things. But I'll tell you what. Unless the Lord comes, it's inevitable that the baton will be passed to somebody. It doesn't stop with me or whoever we may think we are. The work of the Lord goes on. Praise God. Hallelujah. Unless the Lord comes soon, it is inevitable. To this local church, it has a right. Time of transition, right? Is it true? Now, Brother Harold, as I know him since 1973, has never been a fast mover. I don't know whether you experienced it in your ministry or in your life, but he was always steady, not moved too fast. Sometimes you wonder, why didn't, doesn't he move? Why doesn't he move? But he was always steady. Can you say amen? That's what I learned from him. Yes, that's what I learned from him. Steady and sure. Therefore, wisely, Brother Harold has had somebody in place for the last five years, and we want to thank God for that. We want to thank God for Brother Ed Hammermeister. Praise God. He's got a big load on his shoulders. Amen. But he had preparation. He had five years of preparation. Amen. Brother Harold preached his last message five years ago. Who was doing the administrative? We want to thank God for the ministry. This message has to go on. In the power. In the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Not in wisdom of man. We need more spiritual work in our lives. We need more of the moving of the Spirit, not less. We don't need education. Amen. We need Christ. We need the Holy Spirit in our lives. I don't know if you agree with me, but I believe we need some life in the church. I don't think now we have to jump. And, and, but when the Holy Ghost comes on your, on your life, you will act, act somehow jumpy or praising the Lord. Because there's something compelling and you can't help it. You're not doing it yourself. You're letting the Lord Jesus to do it. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe that Brother Harold has prepared for it. Because the mission work must be carried on. I believe that if a church is a mission church, she is a blessed church. And that's why we do a lot of missionary work in our little church. We have just a little church here, very close. But the Lord has blessed us richly. Praise God. Amen. Now, one thing must be clear. The gospel ton is not in word only, like I said, but in the power of the Spirit. And I believe our brother, Ed Hammermeister, believes in the moving of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. And that's important. The word has been brought in spirit and in truth, not in word only. It's not by learning, it's by experience. We got to meet God. Young people, you need to meet God personally. 
It's good enough, not good enough to learn the, you know, the message and being able to quote this and that. And brother and sister, in particular, the ministry, they need the power of the Spirit. We, we can't have somebody behind the pulpit that's not even filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. We need the Holy Spirit in our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Can't stop with God sent a prophet. We've preached that for, for many years, 50-some years. Brother and sister, we must cross Jordan, possess the land. And the land is the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise God. We heard yesterday about eternal life. Yes, we need that. We need eternal life. That's the greatest gift that God gives us. Amen. But we've got to realize, like I said already, it's God, the Holy Spirit himself in our life that is eternal life. Amen. Water baptism, like I say, it's not, not good enough. It can be in the name of Jesus. I don't have the quotes here with me. But you can be baptized a hundred times the right way and still not be baptized with the Spirit. We've got to emphasize the Holy Spirit. The, the Word of God is in power and in demonstration of the Holy Spirit. I believe that Brother Harold was an example of steadfastness in what he believed. And we must stay with the portion of the Bible that pertains to us. We still believe in the Bible. But we're preaching our portion of the Bible to, the, that, to get ready for the rapture. Amen. There's a lot of things in the Bible, amen, that pertains to David, to Samuel, or whatever. Brother and sister, there's a portion of the word that belongs to us. And that's the portion I want. Give me that portion. Hallelujah. Now, I believe, did, I didn't hear a ding yet, brother. I won't be long. Just a little bit more. Is it okay? How many, how many would say just a little bit more? <clears throat> Hallelujah. Praise God. Brother Harold has been an example of holiness. Holiness standards. How many believe that? Amen. Right from day one, he was preaching that was his message. I believe that we got to stay with it. Amen. That's a good job, brother. You got to stay with it. Holiness is important. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. We must move, not move, the ancient landmarks of our inheritance. Now, that was one of the messages Brother, Brown, uh, Brother uh, Harold preached years ago. I don't know how often he preached it. Don't move the ancient landmarks. And that's kind of stayed in my mind. We got to stay with the message. We got to stay with the word. Amen. God is real. I just heard Brother, uh, uh, Brother preaching the word. Uh, I can't remember his, his name. But you know, he said, God is real. The message is real. Amen. The land beyond the river is real. Brother Harold is in that place, that wonderful place. It's a real place. Not just a figment of our imagination. It's real. Hallelujah. That's why we stand for it. That's why we're here preaching the message to a lost world. Brother Harold believed in missions. And we should pursue it. I recommend this church would continue on sending books, maybe not just to Africa, but around the world. If you've got the resources, send out money to the, to the people. Amen. Let them build a church. Let the last one come in. That's what I'm thinking of. Amen. Now, I'll tell you what. Brother, Bre Brother Harold could have built multi-structures for social functions. You guys had the money. You could have built uh, great centers, you know, all kinds of playing games and social functions. Did Brother Harold do it? 
No, he took the example of Brother Branham. You know why? He personally seen thousands perishing without the true word. We got to take, listen, we don't have that many resources. Amen, there's a, the, the, the world has, has a great population. We got to use our resources to bring to the lost. We got to find the last one because I want to make the rapture. I'm already getting to be an old man. I want to get out of here. I say, I say to the people, I'm going to be in the rapture. I, listen, if I, I'm not raptured, I'm going to be resurrected. But I'll tell you what, I would prefer to go in the rapture. That's my goal. I've been thinking about that already since many, many years ago before I was even in the message. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise is wonderful. He chose the harder road, the harder way. Amen. Mission work is not for the weak, the, for the weak in heart. <laughs> I tell you what, I'll confess, I thought when, you know, the early days when Brother Harold uh, escaped to Africa at Christmas time, I thought, you know, he's, he likes hot weather. He likes to go have vacation, <laughs> vacation time. Amen. Uh, because that's a time that he chose, sort of around Christmas time. But, you know, I'll tell you what, I found out different going to India. Another land, and India is, is my portion of the, of the world that which I, my heart is, India. We love the Indian people. Praise God. Sister Pramila and Sister Simon for the Indian people. Praise God. Brother Branham has sent probably millions of books overseas. Now, we as a little church, we don't have the resources that the big churches have. But, you know, last year we counted, and we counted that we have printed over one million. We've reached the one million mark. Isn't that wonderful, Brother Dodd? One million bucks. A local church with little resources. Praise God for that. It wasn't me. It wasn't my money. It was the people that were sacrificing. I just did the administrative work. I just sent it overseas. But brother, sister, we are all workers together with the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Right? So that we got to make haste. So the final souls may be found. Praise God. May the Lord bless you. Amen. Amen. How, how, how God bless you for this egg. <laughs> Amen. Just want to, Brother John Perzok, um, I'd asked our, our local ministers that we're, we're not going to We'll have time at an appropriate time, but uh, I wanted to, Brother Harold, this is just the influence Brother Harold had, but the Perizok family was just a, you can just get ready maybe to sing, and you'll say a few words if you don't mind, and I'll get you to sing that, the one that you were going to sing at the beginning, okay? Not the one at the end. The, the, that's, yeah, that's the one. So, Brother John, he was... Uh, in the Parazak home, and uh, he was just a young man, and, and uh, his father looked in on him one day, and they were playing church. Brother John was preaching, and he was yelling with all that he could. He says, what are you doing? I'm trying to be Brother Harold. <laughs> and uh, so they had Josh as the song leader. They had Sister Rebecca on the piano. They knew enough not to ever let her lead songs. So she only had one position. But Brother John, he was, he was a preacher when he was young, and he would just yell. 
And now the Lord's called him to minister, and he doesn't do that. <laughs> Brother John can sing. He can also say a few words. Why don't you go ahead? Well, it's hard to know what to maybe say in this type of setting all the time, and there's so many brothers that have said things that would be more eloquent, but I, I guess I had the privilege of being, I think my parents were married by Brother Harold, and then I was dedicated right there 27 years ago by Brother Harold, baptized at 10 years old by Brother Harold, and then about a year ago, he came up to me in the foyer, and he says, when are you going to preach for us? And I don't know the right answer to that question <laughs> when someone asks you that, when, but by God's grace, we just keep pressing on, and if you've gotten a chance to look at that memorial page on the website, it's just incredible. The comment after comment, pastor after pastor that's been, and around the world in Africa, many, many times from Africa, a couple of comments that stood out from my memory, how I remember Brother James Navandabandi from Uganda. Brother Harold's very well known for the influence in Uganda. And Brother James would say that Brother Harold was a mentor to millions. And I don't know that he was exaggerating. I don't think he would do that. So we, and then you, that's one country, and another country, Brother Max Jr.'s dad, Brother Max Sr., wrote in about Ghana, how Brother Harold had helped influence tens of thousands of souls. That's another country. I don't think, the, the scripture says, no prophet is accepted in his own country. Maybe he was common to us sometimes. I don't think we really know, it struck me in these last few days, what he really did. When he would leave town, when he would go... I don't think we really knew the influence, but maybe now we're starting to get our eyes open up more and more, what God did through that man. And I can say, I can't imagine how hard this is for the family. Let's be honest, this is, let's be praying. And even for the church, this is not an easy thing, even for me, this is not an easy thing. I remember just singing that last song on the Wednesday night when we learned the news and finishing up the songs. And, and then I went, went to, back to the office and you can ask Brother Andrew, I closed that door and I cried. This, it's not an easy thing. But there's a message to carry on. There's a baton that we've been handed. Let's run like everything we've got. There's many things, Brother Harold, when he would have been, you know, there was the testimonies of how he came from the world and to, to preaching. There's many things he wouldn't have foresaw seeing. He wouldn't see this church. He wouldn't have imagined this church in 2022 back then. He wouldn't have imagined what he would have had the influence of a continent he, he wouldn't have imagined the hard things, like the death of his first wife. He wouldn't have imagined how Sister Leanne would come in and stand with him and support him through his latter years. So many things that we'll face that we might not see now, that we might not imagine. But there was some light. There was that light that was inside of him that was guiding him all the way to his purpose. And that same light is with us now. Let's run with everything we have in us. Let's finish the race well. Let's stay in line. Let's do everything that we can. And I, I believe the song was Zion. Was that? Or the other one? We can do that. If we can call up the group, we'll just sing this song that, that, was, that was done. It's called Zion. And I'll mention there's a verse in there towards the end that we had added in, Brother Tim Nunweiler, and there was some writing and things that went on. And we'll, uh, we'll just sing this, this song that would... Say, I'll bring you back home, all my children. You've wandered so long, lost and alone in the night. There's nothing on earth that can take you away once I've gathered you under my wings. It's a little unrehearsed, but we just trust it's a blessing.
daughters of Zion, O Abraham's sons, hear the words of your father, hear his promise of love. I will make you a blessing, count the stars if you can, you will be a great nation, I will give you this land, I will bring you back home, bring you back home, oh my you will no longer roam, lost and alone in the night. There is nothing on earth that could take you away once I
We could go on and, and on. I had some comments here from, I had Brother John stand to be the one that would speak a little from the home front. I had comments from some local sisters about raising children and the example of a pastor. I had those comments. I have other comments. I have from Brother Roshan in India. I have from Brother Stephen Abali in Uganda. I brought this up. This is a little plaque Brother Stephen had put together on behalf of Brother Harold. This uh, plaque, as he wrote, he says, he heard the call and answered with zeal and became the apostle to Africa. He gave it his life. From the east to the west, central, through south, Harold traversed with Harold voice. Revelations 10.7 was the theme as the Holy Ghost broke the revelation of redemption to many. Fighting, he fought the good fight of faith. Bold and loud, he preached this message in the remotes of villages and to the least of crowds. Back in Canada to many that supported the vision, without a voice left and strength waned, yet in Africa his voice echoes loud and clear. Cheer up, soldier, in the home stretch. Together we shall make it. As I thought of you, this citation dropped down in my memory, lame name as, lame as I remembered my humble beginnings. I owe my ministry to your untiring labors. That's Brother Stephen Abali. We'll have this in the back. You can look at it. There's many other tributes we could say, many other things we could share. We, we simply don't have the time to bring it all. But I would say, take the spirit of that song. I will bring you all back home. I have, we've kind of gone from east to west. There's one province that's left. That's British Columbia. Brother Jonah, can you come and say a few words? We're just about done. Brother Jonah, if you come and just say a few words. And Brother Jonah came all the way from Kelowna to, to be here. God bless you. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. What I can truly say is uh, Brother Harold was always very gracious to me. He uh, made me realize that I could preach. I came to this church and I just want to thank the congregation of Anti-Message because uh, you are a very easy church to preach to. And it just comes out. It just comes easy. And uh, that's, uh, that's something that you received uh, from your shepherd. He, uh, he brought that spirit in here by preaching the word. And uh, I'm so happy. I'm going to be sure and short. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a German. When I'm told, be short, I am short. And... Uh, <laughs> I'm honored to be considered a friend of Brother Harold's and to share a, we share a grandson. Uh, he's his, his great-grandson and it's my grandson, but I'm so proud to be a part of the family of the Hildebrands and the Furies. And, and I, we share a little grandson, Liam, the son of Levi and Christiana, and it's a privilege to be here. And I, I've got one scripture I want to read, uh, 3 John, verse 4, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. And I believe Brother Harold would love to know 
as he's on the other side, that every one of his children, his church family, his own children, his grandchildren, his great-grandchildren are walking in truth. And there's no greater legacy that, we, that can be left when our children walk in truth. Brother Harold was a shepherd of the flock that wanted his spiritual children, his brothers and sisters, to walk in truth. I remember the first word he ever spoke to me after uh, he knew I was preaching. He said, are you on the word? And I says, yes, only the word. He says, well, that's good. You can come preach for me then. And, you know, uh, a very good friend of mine who pastored Brother Harold for many years said his brother Harold was his German shepherd. <laughs> and if you have ever had a German shepherd, they're quite a dog. They, they're a family dog. They don't let any stranger in. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, I just was, I thought of this this morning and, you know, when Joseph introduced his father to Pharaoh, he called him a, a cattleman instead of a shepherd because it was an, a, an abomination to the Egyptians. But, you know, they looked down on shepherds. But our Savior, Jesus Christ, was the Lamb of God and the great shepherd that gave his life for his sheep. And he was the door we all have to go through in order to get into his fold. And... Jesus speaking to Nathanael said, Behold an Israelite in whom there is no guile. And guile means no deceptive tactics. And I can truly say in all my dealings with Brother Harold, he was uh, a man that had no guile in him. He, 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 you knew where you stood with him. And, and, I, and being a German, I appreciate that. I, I like to know which side I, I stand on, and, and I appreciate that. And I believe that, that uh, I like the way he said, are you a man that stands upon the word of God? And when we deal with one another in the body of Jesus Christ, which are in different churches, and nothing else should matter to us. Nothing else should matter to us. And you know, Brother Harold didn't want me to accept him as my head. He just wanted to know, are you going to preach the word? And I believe that's what matters. It's not who the head is or who, who the big... And, and one thing I liked about Brother Harold, and I, I just hear all the mission things, he never, ever did I ever hear him put out a call, he needs money. Because I really, truly believe when God sends you to do something, he supplies every need. And, and who was Brother Harold? He was a wretch of a man that was saved by the amazing grace of Jesus Christ and he was transformed from a life of sin to show others the way to Jesus Christ the word of God revealed to us in this day and he to bring us back to the faith of our fathers and I love this about our brother Harold you did not have to receive him as some great one you just had to believe the word and he received you and I love that I'm honored to be considered a friend of his and to share a grandson with him and my prayer is that God blesses and comforts Brother Harold's family and his church family. He shepherd, which is the promise of God, as long as they stay with the word of God and hold to nothing else. You know, that's what David's promise was. No man will fail from the throne as long as they keep obeying my word. And I just pray that God would bless you and be with you and keep you on the word, which I believe he will, because it was, this church was 
grounded on the right foundation. Let's keep pressing on in Jesus' name for the time clock is striking the hour when we will meet Jesus Christ in the air and I will meet our brother Harold as we go up to meet him. God bless you. Appreciate that, thank you. Let's have the musicians come. Well, let's stand together. <clears throat> We're going to conclude that tonight. There's many, many things we could say. I, I'd asked a few other brothers and they said, Brother Ed, if you're running out of time, just defer. And God, God bless you all for that. We, we also had Brother Tim Dodd here. Brother Tim had, uh, wasn't able to be at the 80th. He felt to come. He couldn't make it at that time. He was just returning from a mission trip himself. He sent in a letter that his son <clears throat> read with some creative editing. And uh, I was said, Brother Tim, you have an opportunity to make all wrongs right right now. And Brother Tim said, Brother, Ed, just, uh, I'd love to hear from the other brothers. So God bless you, Brother Tim. We are, we'll have him speak at some time for us. But let's just, uh, let's just sing Days of Elijah if we can. We are in those days, aren't we? are the days of Elijah declaring the word of the Lord and these are the days of your servant Moses righteousness being restored and though these are days of great trial There's no God like Jehovah. 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 There
keep pressing on? How many want to keep going forward? It's a great call. It's within us and it's pushing us. You know the amazing thing about the runners and the baton that they've been talking about. When it comes to the last baton, all the three runners that are behind him, they're there cheering him on. You've got to get that there. And I'll say this one thing with the last runner. They're not trained to hand it off anymore. They're trained to cross the finish line. I believe that generation is here now. We're going to cross the finish line. Brother Menno, the contest is over. You don't have to worry about participating. You don't have to worry about being a singer. You can just come up and close in prayer. Can you do that for us? How many appreciate our Brother Menno? Thank you. It's been a good weekend. I sure feel well charged. So precious to hear the things said about just one man. What an influence. We didn't realize to be this vast people around the world when we first heard the message. You hear the prophets, there'd be a few walking in now around the world. And the elect lady, you know, he did make one statement. He said, Oh, if I could have just had ministers there when I, back there in Durban and those places, said if I could have just left ministers, but they drifted right back. But God heard, knew that. He sent the bride ministers to pull them out. I believe he got them anyhow, because <laughs> you can't lose one. It's been a blessing. Why don't we thank the Lord? Lord. It isn't lust, Lord, that's moving. It's the, as your angel told us, that little brook as he was sitting there, said, what makes you so happy? They got to talking to it, said, is it me? Is it the dearest? No, it isn't that. It's all good, but it's something pushing me. And we realize, Lord, it's not our good works or our good beings. You keep pushing. It's something bubbly from behind us, moving us higher. We thank you for this time of memory of a precious friend, a brother, a dad, a grandpa, great-grandpa, a pastor, missionary, titles go on and on and on. But he was one man, Brother Harold, our friend. We're going to miss him here, Lord, but we're he can't come back right yet but when the rest of them come Lord we hope to meet again we believe we will until that time keep us faithful loyal 
Bless every servant, young and old, boys and girls, from the oldest to the youngest. It's been a real blessing to be here this weekend to strengthen and encourage. To you, the King immortal, the only wise God, be all praise, glory, and honor. Through Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Pray for us in Saskatchewan too. Keep lighting on the light till we meet. God bless you. Brother Ed.
what's your need? What's your need? What's your cry? What's your mind? 